this is oh this is this is really nice news so pope francis during a recent press conference that he was doing to address a couple of things with the catholic church came out to say that sex outside marriage is and i am quoting him directly not the most serious sin now i don't know about most of y'all but the way i'm looking at it i might actually consider being catholic for a little bit because with the way the pope's been behaving for a couple of years he's been getting more gangster by the day like first you realize that he used to be a bouncer back in the day then he likes some supposed woman's booty pictures now he's saying that sex outside marriage isn't that much of a sin like it must be fun to be catholic right now Actually, scratch that. I retract each and everything that I've said. At least about him being such a cool guy and you know the Catholic Church seeming like a pretty good option. Because I actually looked into this story just a little bit more and he was making these remarks during a question and answer session with reporters when he was addressing an October release of an incriminating report into child sexual abuse by the French Catholic clergy. So in as much as we could say that, yes, maybe he was saying something that was utterly interesting, he was probably defending the fact that there was a couple of French clergymen that were looking at kids and they were like, hmm, I bet Javier, the nine-year-old altar boy, can definitely get it from the back. Because why the fuck would you come out to say such a thing? Like, at times you kind of forget that in as much as the Pope is a religious leader, he's also a political leader. He's like a world leader of sorts because like the vatican is more or less like a country of its own so he has to kind of behave like a politician and that's probably the only defense that i can give for whatever it is that he said because he said and i quote that is a sin but it is not the most serious because sins of the flesh are not the most serious sins end quote and he was saying this around last monday during the whole you know him being asked to speak on the whole inquiry and shit and the whole inquiry was actually about, if I'm not wrong, an independent inquiry that had been done by a certain commission, which was highlighting how minors were abused by French priests, and it was dating all the way back to the 1950s. And this guy, despite not having read the report himself, and he even admitted to that, went on to say, and I quote, abuse 100 years ago, 70 years ago was brutality. But the way it was experienced is not the same as today. End quote. And he continues to talk about this shit like it's it's not much. Like, fine, I can get it. He was actually trying to defend and criticize the resignation of some archbishop in Paris because he was engaging in, in a sexual relationship with a woman. And, you know, it was his way of trying to defend the entire thing. But how can you write off the fact that kids have been getting you know, banged by some of your guys since the 1950s. You know, by all means, these are guys that were doing it in the 1950s and you were probably being born at the time. So you not defending them makes sense. You know, just accepting that, you know what, it was fucked up and we need to do better is something that you'd expect most people to say. But saying that sins of the flesh aren't the most serious sin, like... I know there's a lot of the people that are listening who aren't Christians and those that are probably don't even have that much history of the Bible and shit and don't probably even read it that much and that's okay. But 
are we all forgetting that there was this thing called Sodom and Gomorrah? Like the fact that, you know, they were literally killed, you know, like God rained fire on them because of sexual acts to the point that women became salty because of Lot's wife. Like, are we forgetting that? Or is it because nowadays we use fire for a lot of fun things that it doesn't look like it was that bad of a thing to happen to people? Like, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Maybe it's just me. But anyways, the fortunate thing is I am not a religious leader, so at least if I said such a thing, at least you'd know that it would be something that I'm talking about that relates to this podcast, which we should probably start because I've taken too much time, and my beginning usually starts by me saying, Welcome to Breaktime on Westside, your number one Breaktime podcast, coming to you from Nairobi, Kenya. The man on the mic is a man who might actually agree with what the Pope says, but not who the Pope is saying this shit for. Like, I know I said fuck them kids, but I didn't mean it literally, at least. He's a man who used to believe that Bukaki was a Japanese form of martial arts. It is none other than your tall, dark, and mildly handsome man, Sir Denver B. The show is Battle of the Sexes, our weekly love, sex, and relationships show, where I continue to tell people about relationships and actually being in good relationships, and a bunch of outsiders continue thinking that my show is literally just about fucking, fucking, and more fucking. And sometimes I get to debate that, but most times I usually like to come to a certain conclusion. And if you do agree or you disagree with that conclusion, then the way to hit me up is to slide into the DMs of at Breaktime on Westside on IG. On Facebook, it is also at Breaktime on Westside. And on Twitter, you can slide into my personal DMs, which is at Bagaka the D. The DMs are always open and you don't necessarily have to agree or disagree with the conclusion. If there is something that you would want us to talk about on this podcast, if there is something that you would want me to discuss on the podcast, then you can also send your thoughts and suggestions there. Now, we have passed on quite a bit of time. And I do want us to get to the main topic. But before we do that, though, um, you remember how Facebook came out not too long ago and Mark Zuckerberg was all up on the whole, oh, we're rebranding and we're changing the name to Meta and, you know, there's a virtual world and shit. A lot of us thought that it's going to take a while before it takes hold. But uh, unfortunately, it seems like there's people that are rushing in there trying to get a piece of something or possibly even just trying to be the first at something which is actually the case for this couple that i am about to talk about because they are the first couple that got married in the metaverse the first bloody couple so the names of the people are tracy and dave gagnon and they met in the cloud so it only made sense that their wedding took place in that same cloud so on Labor Day weekend in the US, the couple, or rather their digital avatars, held a ceremony staged by Verbella, a company that builds virtual environments for work, learning and events, so that they could do their wedding. Now, Miss Gagnon's avatar walked down the aisle by the avatar of her close friend. Mr. Gagnon's avatar watched as his buddy's avatar ambled up to the stage and delivered a toast. And seven-year-old twin avatars danced at the reception. Now. Of course, these are real people and they decided to, you know, get married in the metaverse. But now I'm trying to think about it because usually whenever we have physical weddings, usually the pastor says this amongst the vows whenever you're saying it and repeating after him. You usually say everything and then you're like, till death do us part. But when you're in the metaverse, regardless of whether it's an actual pastor or an AI person, like your avatars can pretty much live forever. So do you say till metaverse ends or do you say till internet goes off like i don't know 
because like all of this is quite new to me even like i was about to start complaining that people are busy you know like taking up ceremony spaces that we didn't even know about and raising the bar and shit but this is a thought that's been plaguing me since i just started recording like imagine what it would be like when this guy's busy reading the vows ever since i met you when i saw you on the cloud and i saw your avatar and i spoke to you you moved me from the cloud to cloud nine and i felt like i would never want to be an avatar on the internet with anyone else the one place that was actually grown and advanced because of something that was the direct opposite of monogamy pornography like <laughs> just think about it for a second pornography is what actually advanced the internet more than anything in our current time and then somebody decides to actually go and get married on the metaverse like this isn't the world going good this is the world going crazy honestly and if anything i'm sure when she was busy saying a bunch of these things because she was an avatar she could probably you know have had her best friend like live out the avatar experience for her although that said it adds another problem if i can log in and use this guy's avatar then i could virtually have sex with his wife meaning that she can cheat on him and not even know that she's cheating he can cheat on her and she won't know that he's cheating like imagine if i want to bet and i'm like i want to fuck your virtual wife and you know that's because you lost the game at fifa and i beat the guy six nil like that's gonna raise the stakes to another level like cheating is probably gonna be forgotten at this point because clearly there's two fat guys on a chair and they're busy complaining at each other because one person got married to the other and the other one is busy trying to have a thing with another avatar which isn't them like think of those kinds of arguments online but anyways that said i do wish them the best of internet connections because i'm guessing that's about as far as their marriage will actually work that said we should move it on to our main topic of this episode and i want to play for you guys a clip real quick it's a clip that i've seen online for i don't know maybe the past maybe one two years on ig mostly and i've actually been wanting to discuss this for a while now unfortunately every time i've wanted to discuss this either something a little bit more pressing has come to my table for me to discuss or i just haven't been able to find the video or videos because the account or accounts usually send themselves to private or some shit but fortunately i have it here with me today i'm gonna play it for you guys and i'm sure a bunch of you babes have definitely listened to it because it's something that a bunch of y'all like to share on ig and we can discuss it for a little bit so here it is men need to grow up yep firstly and men need to stop being cowards come on secondly mm. you see a woman walking down the street minding her business you approach her mm. you say everything that you know she would like to hear mm. you get her defenses down once her defenses are lowered you then go in there take what you want and then you leave you after doing so you leave and repeat the cycle elsewhere you do it again you do it again you do it again you do it again you've scarred a whole bunch of women mm. the the men who follow you now have to do the work uh-huh. to help heal these women yeah and half the time these women end up destroying these men because they don't know how to believe that they're worthy of love because yeah. of what you've done to them uh-huh. the children that that they bear have to live with the scars that you have um um inflicted on these women uh-huh. 
there is there's a domino effect here. Mm. The other thing a lot of guys don't realize in, in practicing this behavior is that there's, there's a karmic consequence to yep. this. You don't get away with it. Mm. You never get away with it. So you'll find many guys who are out here playing these games at some point decide, I'm ready to s settle down. Mm -hmm. I'm ready to do the right thing. And what, what do they want? And what do they want? They, they want, want a love, woman with no blemishes, with, with no blemishes, with no past issues, with mm -hmm. no baggage, with no troubles, with no, with no issues from their past relationship. And even if you get that woman, because of who you are, mm -hmm. and because you have you know, um, triggered a set of consequences, mm -hmm. she might end up hurting you even worse than you hurt the other people mm -hmm. because who you are is teaching her how to treat you. All right. So when I listened to this the first time, I actually had two thoughts about this entire thing. One, this guy has a really, really good voice. Like he's like voice goals for me. And two, what a pack of bullshit. And of course, I wanted to hop onto the podcast and talk about how much this guy is saying so much BS, blah, blah, blah. But I'm going to do it the same exact way I usually deal with each and every clip that I put on this podcast, at least of late. And I'm going to analyze it for, for what this person or these people say. So there was this whole thing about men being cowards and, you know, going up to a woman who's, who's minding her own business, quote unquote, and, and, and telling them everything that they'd like to hear and then, you know, going, hitting it and then disappearing. Now, I'm going to say, in terms of what I agree with these guys, I conditionally agree with this. Like, I agree to what this guy is saying on the condition that every single one of the things that's been said is a lie about what this guy's intentions are. Like, if this guy is saying, you know what, I want to give you the world, I want to be with you forever, oh, I want you to be my girlfriend, and then they smash once and then they disappear, that I am totally against. Like, that's a very cowardly move from my perspective because... If you can't be straight up with the babe that you're going to hit on the reasons which you want to hit, then it puts you in a position where you've had to lie to get it so it's not genuine. And not only are you being dishonest, but you're pulling a sleazy move just to get the pussy. And frankly, for something that you can get for free or even pay for, why do you have to do all that? You know, but besides that, now, let me start breaking everything down. First of all, saying that men are cowards for choosing to hit on a babe and then hit and then bounce. How is that cowardly? Like, please just explain to me. How is that cowardly of us men to do that? Because frankly, I'd probably even call it a bold move. Like in this day and age, yes, maybe things are way easier, but you think about it. The act of a man simply walking up to a babe, not trying to say, oh, you know, let me take you out for a date. Let me buy you lunch. Let me do this, that, that for you because he wants to hit him walking up to you and telling you, hey, you know what? I honestly think you are amazingly fine and I think you look really, really bloody good. And honestly, I want to hit or saying, you know what? I really want us to build on something because I honestly would want to hit that. But I'm willing to at least take a bit of time to get to know you. Like, if a guy does that, I think that's bloody bold. Because first of all, approaching a woman, whether you're trying to date, whether you're trying to smash, whether you're even trying to be friends, that requires a fuck ton of confidence. So how is it that it's suddenly a cowardly move? Yes, it might seem cowardly when you go and you hit and then you disappear. 
but that usually comes in when you say that there was some sort of responsibility that was had but now you start to ask yourself what responsibility did i have when i went i hit on her if there was a date i took her out on the date and if we're going back to her place or my place i went i made sure i did the work carried i don't know possibly 80 to 95 percent of all the workload that came with sex and then afterwards when i'm done and i've gotten my benefits i'm not supposed to get up and leave if i have stuff to do i'm not supposed to get up and leave and go chase someone else like what the fuck else did you need me to do make her an omelette while i'm done especially since i was the one that gave the strokes shouldn't she be the one to make me an omelette like are we supposed to sit around and sing kumbaya or some shit am i supposed to tell her that now i want to develop a relationship with her because the pussy was too good isn't that worse isn't it worse if 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 i liked the sex so much that my lust gave me a false sense of love and i ended up going to lie to someone else just as i was lying to myself isn't that worse like <laughs> i'm i'm trying to wrap my head around this entire thing but more so than that he was putting all of this on the fact that you know we we go ahead and we make women feel so good and then they give us what it is that we want and then we bounce based on the fact that women feeling like oh you know this guy really likes me and he really wants me gave them the indication whether false or true that this man actually wants to be with them is suddenly a problem caused by us men like how how is that our problem like you know very well men fuck who they can women fuck who they want and if a shorty suddenly feels like this man is supposed to love me because i gave him pussy isn't that a problem with her mindset like how is it suddenly my fault and if anything how is it that this is the problem for us guys and yet when a babe leads us on when a babe manipulates us into into putting money down on them taking them on trips and then say suddenly pulls the consent card or suddenly decides they don't want to smash or they up and leave with the claim that oh my cousin had to come for me there's a family emergency we're suddenly supposed to take it hands down that when we suddenly go and treat them all well expecting to get something you know say a relationship or you know a chance and they continue to lead us on and then at some point they're like no me and you can't work how is it that when that previous piece of logic was being used it was the guy's problem but in this situation it's still my problem because i was being entitled or it is what it is i just take the l and move on do you think that we don't have feelings do you think that as guys whenever we get rejected whenever we you know go for the long haul and we do whatever it takes that when we get turned down we're okay and we just say you know what it's fine it's cool we feel nothing and then we move on to the next one do you think the guys do not actually feel that pain like those same indicators that y'all are complaining about guys have those indicators as well and whenever it goes against whatever it is we thought would be an indicator of a good thing we're expected to just take it and move the fuck on but when it's the babes that are involved oh suddenly you know how could you use me you know suddenly it's like oh he's he's such a bad person and yet when babes get the full benefits of putting a guy in the friend zone it's okay but when guys get the full benefits of simply banging a babe and not giving much of a fuck such as say friends with benefits or the sex only zone it's suddenly a bad thing like 
the only place and time where both sides can have things perfectly match in terms of benefit versus effort put is when you're in a full-on romantic relationship where the both of you do love each other and do want to be together such that the babe can get the benefits that comes with the providence, the protection, the penetration from the guy and the guy can receive the affection, the emotional care, the possible peace and also the pussy that comes with the lady. Like that's the only way that this actually comes out balanced but that's rarely ever the case. Because even in regular relationships today, even in marriages, you find that it's never really like an equal benefit type situation. Because you're finding a babe that's married to a guy and this man is like, oh, you know, my woman loves me. I love everything about her. She's beautiful. She's hardworking, blah, blah, blah. But this woman will say that she loves this man. But secretly in the background, she's just busy saying, you know what? I love this man because he pays the bills. I love him because... If at any point in time I need him to handle, say, a cost of something or I need him to send something to me, then he will most definitely do it. Or I love this man because he is willing to do anything and everything for me, almost kind of like a lapdog. Like, there's babes that will say that. And the truth of the matter is, there's always going to be different benefits for different people whenever they get to engage in any of these things. So why is it that we're taking a shit on guys because we are taking the benefits and the other side is suddenly crying out and saying that they're being treated unfairly? Why weren't they so ready to talk when they were busy giving the unfair treatment when they were telling guys, oh, you know, you have to follow the 90 day rule before you get the pussy? Or how about you get me lunch or how about you do this and this for me even though I know I'm not giving you jack shit afterwards because I love you like a friend or I see you like a brother. Why weren't they talking about that? Like this is some shit that people usually say that's meant to please women that I usually find to be absolute garbage. Absolute garbage. Why are you taking a shit on your fellow man simply because he found a way to get the benefits without putting in the amount of work simply because it was a much easier option? If you're going to address the wrongdoings of one gender, then make sure you address it for the other gender as well. Because they've been doing roughly the same shit for a very long time and it's been taken like it's absolutely okay. So to conclude all of this, because otherwise if I don't, I probably will end up talking about this thing for like an entire three hours. The world is tough for both of us. It is tough for both men and women, you know, and even gender non-conforming people, blah, blah, blah. But you can't be shitting on one gender for getting maximum benefits with minimum effort without looking to the other gender for doing the exact same thing and getting away with it for years on end. You just cannot. Let's stop acting like this game is being played by only the men. The women are playing this game as well. And just because they don't look bad while they're doing it doesn't mean that it's any better than what it is that we men are doing. But anyways, that said, I want your thoughts on this. Do you agree with what it is that I'm saying? Do you feel like what the man in the clip was saying was absolutely true? The DMs are open on IG, it is at Breaktime on Westside. On Facebook, it is also at Breaktime on Westside. And on Twitter, you can slide into my personal DMs, which is at BagakaTheD. Thank you so much for listening all the way till the end. And if you are listening through CastBox, feel free to drop your thoughts and comments below and I will attend to them accordingly. If you are using an app that allows for ratings and reviews, a rating and or review will be highly appreciated. And I will catch you guys on the next break. <laughs>